Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, KSL News Time, 630. KSL's top story this hour The War in Ukraine. Special coverage on KSL News Radio. Ukraine marked the first anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion last night with a defiant uh, video speech from President Volodymyr Zelensky. He pledged to his people that they would push for victory against the Russians this year. Zelensky later attending a remembrance ceremony in Kiev's Maiden Square, addressing troops and honoring fallen soldiers. Church bells also chimed at midnight in Ukraine's capital city of Kiev. ABC's Patrick Revel is there this morning and begins our team coverage saying that Russia has an estimated 200,000 troops killed or wounded so far in the war. But Putin isn't backing down. There's little enthusiasm in Russia for Vladimir Putin's war, but people uh, are not really willing to fight in it. But at the same time, they're not really sure how to get out of it. Vladimir Putin's propaganda justifying the war really resonates still among Russians. And, few, and most want the war to end, but currently only on Russia's terms. They want negotiations on Russia's terms. And ultimately, what matters is that Vladimir Putin right now is not ready to stop. He's desperate to win enough territory that he can present what has really been a bloody disaster as a success. The survival of his rule really depends on that. The U.N. General Assembly approved a non-binding resolution calling for Russia to end the conflict and withdraw its forces immediately. You saw one year after Russia's illegal, unprovoked, full-scale invasion into Ukraine where the countries of the world stand. We showed where we, we, we stand with Ukraine. The vote was clear. That's Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the U.S. permanent representative to the United Nations, after the vote was taken. We're learning that if Russia had not invaded Ukraine, Salt Lake City would be competing against Ukraine in their bid to host the 2030 Olympic Games. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with more details. Adam? Tim, less than six months before Russia invaded Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky told the head of the International Olympic Committee he wanted to host an Olympics as soon as 2030. And according to the Deseret News, the country's sports minister said they were still in the running for 2030, less than a week before the first missile strikes. Sadly, this isn't the first time Russia's gotten in the way of Ukraine hosting. They took Ukraine's chance at 2022 when they annexed Crimea years earlier. Despite all that's happened, the head of the IOC assured Ukraine the door is still open to host in the future. In the meantime, President Zelensky's been bold and firm in his stance to bar Russian athletes from the 2024 games in Paris. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. KSL weather with Matt Johnson. A month's worth of snow is just one storm, and we're not done yet. Quick check on the updated snowpack. Big, big numbers for this late in the season. Eastern Utah from the northeastern Uintas down to the southeast corner of San Juan County, running 149% to 180%. 
Southwest Utah, including the Pine Valley Mountains, running 187% of normal. Everybody running at least 150% of normal or higher. Matt says there are still two more storms in the forecast for the month of February. And while they're not as big as the one on Wednesday, together they could drop up to another foot in the mountains. People hitting the backcountry this weekend are being asked to be prepared and be cautious. KSL News Radio's Hugo Record Bell has more. With all this extra snow, there looks to be plenty of people hitting the mountain, but make sure you take the time to prepare properly. If you're hiking, you need to be aware of cold exposure as well as walking too close to exposed faces in case your footing isn't actually supported underneath. Also, look to avoid slab areas where the wind has built up a pillow of snow. You can always check avalanche conditions at Utah Avalanche Center's website. First look traffic, and here is Andy Farnsworth. Amanda, the snow coming down really hard in Orem right now. In fact, uh, it's looking iffy to change lanes. You've got the snow drifts that come in between lanes. Uh, I'm sure the plows are trying to get back down to that area, but uh, they're working the whole stretch between Lehigh and Spanish Fork right now. That particular area, though, around 1600 North Orem and Linden is the worst spot. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Eye on the Hill 2023, a Utah lawmaker wants to introduce a rating system for school library books. The bill would require schools to rate their books and instructional materials based off how appropriate they are for kids. The rating system would classify things like violence, language, and sexual content. The Deseret News reports lawmakers that support this move would adopt a very basic one-to-five rating system classifying which materials are appropriate for which ages. Opponents of the bill argue the system would keep books about people with diverse experiences out of schools, which could be detrimental to kids. Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. Utah lawmakers are discussing a bill that targets drug dealers who cause fentanyl deaths. KSL News Radio's Alexandria Bonilla reports. Essentially, it would adopt drug-induced homicide as a second-degree felony. The bill has faced opposition because of the language within it, worrying that someone might be charged with homicide after accidentally or unknowingly giving someone a laced drug. Bill sponsor Senator Todd Weiler said he is working on substituting the bill to tighten the language, targeting dealers who knowingly destroy distribute laced drugs. The state reports fentanyl deaths more than doubled from 2019 to 2020. Democracy isn't easy. That's the message First Lady Joe Biden had for a crowd of university students in the African nation of Namibia. The uh, First Lady also uh, telling the group of youth represented there that they represent the future. As our world grows smaller, the connections between us matter more. When people here are able to thrive, that success ripples beyond your borders. Dr. Biden now heads to Kenya. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.